good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you may find yourself as you listen to this. And welcome to the very punctual show, It's a Black and White Thing. I am your host, A1. You can find all episodes of It's a Black and White Thing on iTunes, uh, on Spotify, on Anchor, um, Pocket Cast. I don't have notes today, guys, so I'm winging this completely off the cuff. So basically, if you got one of the big three, Google Play, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify. Go search hashtag Brains and Bars. You'll find every episode of the podcast. If you're a SoundCloud person, if you like to get on the computer for whatever reason, that suits your fancy, you can go to SoundCloud.com backslash Brains and Bars and find every episode of the podcast. As always, we are here at the Humble Ones Abode. He is hosting us, and we appreciate that. You can go check him out at Puss in Boots Gaming on YouTube. That is uh, the the s's are fives i did not do my research today because like i said it's been a long day so i do not know the latest video that is up on the channel <clears throat> but i'm pretty sure it is something that is scary and that he will be he will make you laugh with lots of great comedic timing so check him out um and as always i'm joined by my homie my ace my mellow a ward what's going on with what's you good 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 y'all a ward in the building <clears throat> it's hot outside been sweating for like the last two hours. Mow the grass. If you want to follow me, imaward.com. Hit the website, social media hyperlinks. Click follow. See what's going on in my life. Usually, it's exciting, but I only tell you about it half the time. So, um, but nah, it's, it's good to be here. It's good to be in the humble one's abode. It's good to see you, bro. Yeah, it's a, been a minute. Been a minute. Um, and uh, it's good to have a special guest with us tonight. Um, this guy that we got, man, he just, uh, <clears throat> you ever just met somebody that's good at everything? Like, you know, <laughs> it's just, it's just like, and you try to find ways to not like the dude, but then he got a good personality too, just like an all around solid human being. Yep, yep. Yeah, that yep. dude couldn't come tonight, so Cotton's here though. <laughs> nah, 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 but the homie Cotton's in the building. What's up, Cotton? Yo, appreciate it. Yo, uh, yo I'm here. I don't have any of the fancy Twitter handles, none of that. I am not that interesting to follow, but I'm here for the jokes. Yeah, yeah. Also, if you want to follow the show, you can follow the show by uh, going on Twitter, searching at Brains and Bars. Same thing for Facebook. If you search at Brains and Bars, you'll find the uh, It's a Black and White Thing podcast page. So please check us out. Please patronize us there as well. And shout out to those of you who are on Facebook who like like the page, even though I never post any content to it. Um, I get like the notifications like, at least like at least three or four times a week that someone has liked the page. So shout out to y'all out there. Shout out to everyone who's following us on uh, on Twitter. Shout out to everyone who votes on our polls, who retweets, who comments. Uh, we got a, a interesting show. It's gonna be NBA heavy tonight's NBA draft is going down. Um, so if if you hear any silence, it's because we're reacting to a pick. Right. Um, I think the last pick, Darius Garland, went to the Cavaliers. Is that indeed, correct? Indeed. Indeed. So, you know, people, players' lives are being changed right now. Um, and, and But without further ado, though, because I'm on a time limit, I'm going to get into what I've learned this week. Um, that's me. That's me, B. I'm going to turn that down. Uh, <laughs> what I learned this week, um, so uh, Gnome 9 just went down in Houston a couple of weeks ago now, right? Yeah. Two weeks ago. Um, Averb versus Loaded Lux. I have not been in battle rap culture as long as everyone else. So I get, like, this is everyone's dream match. Um, this is like the final level boss, you know, battle, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Um, people were really into it. And, uh, you know, I didn't have any expectations, right? I just wanted to see a good battle. Battle's cool. It's a good battle. Uh, you know, it's not crazy, but I enjoyed it, right? 
Um, and so, you know, a lot of Lux fans have been really, really verb in the building on in that night won a lot of the polls. Um, I think now that people have had time to watch it back a little bit, I think it's starting to even out a little bit more, swing a little bit more toward Lux's way. And I think that's a lot of what people say about Lux. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't, you know, his his material age is like fine wine and, you know, it's really great material. You just won't catch it all the first time. So you got to watch it back, you know, two, three, four times. I ain't here for all that, bro. I'm not here for it. Listen, Lux. You are the GOAT. You are you are an incredible rapper. One of the best rappers technically I've ever heard. But when it comes to this battle rap stuff, bro, you got to be a little bit more... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, direct. Yep. You don't need to go overheads. Like, I'll watch just to, to prepare for the show. You know what Lux is doing right now, right? Healthy. No, he's just saying, like, hold on, I'm Lux, and you're telling me how to battle rap? I don't care. I don't care. I ain't never battle rapped a day in my life. I rapped for a total like four years. Like I'm telling you how Rogers to rap. How to throw a football? Hey, Aaron Rodgers, listen to I got I got tips, tools <laughs> that can help you. I watched Lux, uh, Hot 97 freestyle, one of the greatest freestyles of all time. Yeah, he smoked that joint. Had he rapped like that for three rounds, he would have washed Verb. Yeah, that's true. Like there was no, there was no. Hey, let me stop and break this down. And this is what this bar means. No, it was. Oh, okay. I see what you're doing right there with that setup. I see what you did with that punch. Oh, okay. That's that's dope. The second round, he gave us pretty much what we that kind of that hot 97 freestyle. The other two, the third round about the time limits. And eh. his first round is layered. It is nice, but I shouldn't have to watch your stuff back three, four times. Going, oh yeah, I just caught that. Not in battle rap. Like in the if it's a freestyle, if it's a record, okay, cool. And I know Lux fans are gonna be pissed. I actually have Lux winning two one. If that lets you know anything, because I think he edged the second and he got the first and Verb got the third clear. But I mean, like, bro, like I shouldn't have to watch your stuff back that many times to figure out you won the battle. This is how I watch battles. The first time in the building, I pick a winner or on cam, I pick a winner. I go back and watch it again if it's close to see if if my opinion was correct. Anytime I watch a battle after the second time, it is pure. It is pure enjoyment. It is strictly for enjoyment. And I'm not going to go through all the lists. I'm a, I'm a huge Rum Nitty stan. Uh, Pat Stay put on Twitter, like, listen, you shouldn't be going over heads. Like, I'm really simple with mine. It's direct. It works. And it captivates the crowd. I'm with that. You know what I'm saying? But when Rum Nitty goes, he's, you said he, he, y'all said he was going to beat me to death? You're right. He died for... Listen, yeah, fine. like when I could just go through Rum Nitty second for twerk and just throw it and give you like 15 quotables off the top of my head. That's how many times I watched the round. Why? Because it's fire. It's simple. It's direct and it's effective. And to me, when battle rap is at its best, it is simple. It is direct and it is effective. That's so, my rant. So in one sentence, what did you learn this week? That Lux needs to <laughs> stop going over heads. All right. All right. That's what I've learned this week. Oh, man. You you got way more out of that battle than I did because I would just be fine not ever talking about it again. So I think that's just a different place of being a battler, being a fan for a long time, seeing, you know what I mean? Like, I watched it live. Good second round from both of them. Outside of that, probably never watch it again. Um, never talk about it again. But I'll still be excited the next time Loaded Lux battles. And I'm still and let's keep it. I'm gonna keep it. Yeah. Keep it a buck. I will always be excited when Loaded Lux battles. Listen, 
Loaded Hollows versus Gun Titles. I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm here for it. Anytime Lux battles, I will always be excited. I just want him to make you don't your material does not have to be so dense. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be so dense. And I listen to like, you know, shout out to Ben Swayze. Um, I watched listen to uh him, DME Detroit, Battle Truth, who's hilarious. Um, I think it was Drizzy, I don't think it was Polo from uh, Black Compass, shout out to Black Compass. Um you know, I forget the other cat from Baltimore. Uh, is it damn I'm wild? I, I don't know how to say his name. I think that's how it, how it goes. Huh. But but like they were just talking about when he said this, he meant this. And I'm just like, bro, I should be able to glean that without you having to yeah. break it down. No, no, yeah, I feel you. I was talking it to, should be evident. I was talking to Mickey Fax and he was like, no, it's Harlem slang. And I'm like, huh, we're not in Harlem. I don't live in Harlem. You know what I mean? Like he's talking drug talk, you know, chop, shop, chop, you know, all of this, you know, this, that, and third. Oh, it's all, it's all, it's hard. I'm like, okay. Yeah, That's all fine. of that. Just I call, to... I call a shopping cart a buggy. <laughs> I'm not gonna go to New York and sit at a bar, you know, and say a buggy. I call a scully a toboggan. That's what I grew up. It was called a toboggan is a sled. I can't just be like, no, nah, it's Knoxville slang. You know, <laughs> the bar fits. I mean, like, I just think, I just like I said, I just feel like you know all that, you know, chop shop just to get to the point where you say you get your 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 pick with the crop top. Like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah okay, I got you. But when he said. This this is this ain't this is showtime, but it ain't the Apollo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. gotta take that skirt like Yeah, the skirt off bar, yes, yeah, crazy. Fire. Crazy, fire. Crazy. Like that's what he needed a lot more of to, yeah. to not make this be a debatable. Right, right, right. Um and so again, shout out to Verb, shout out to Lux. Like I said, I enjoyed the battle. I just want to see Lux. I'm not saying he necessarily even saying dumb it down. I mean it, it's fit that I'm pretty sure people are gonna hear this go, that's exactly what you're saying. I'm not saying dumb it down. You can be complex. But at the same time, still give you some some really dope material and dope mm-hmm. content. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I learned this week. That's all I I learned a lot more this week. But I'm I'm condensing. I'm condensing. There you go. So I'm gonna turn it over to you. What are you looking forward to? I'm pretty sure I know what the answer is. Yeah, NBA draft. NBA draft. It's on right now. I'm looking forward to picks twenty two to thirty eight. <laughs> that's where I think Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield. Will probably fall in. I should have so, figured. I should trying to see where these Tennessee Volunteers will get picked up. Um, and I've been watching a little bit of the College World Series. It's been interesting. So I'm I'm interested in watching the rest of the College World Series. See how it uh, pans out. So I really wish I need this podcast to blow up. So in the same way that you could play a drinking game with part of the interruption with every time Mike Wilbon mentions Chicago. A Chicago mm-hmm. yeah. connection. Like, oh, wow. we need a drinking game where you Speaking mention. Of their pick's coming up in two they seconds. Are com- their pick is coming up. Let's go, Bulls. <laughs> um, I need a drinking game for every time Award makes a Tennessee reference of some kind. Because I wish we had cameras because he's got the orange soda right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, he's got something Tennessee related on. Yeah. So, anyway. mowing the grass. <clears throat> Can't mow in the Tennessee stuff, man. I hear you. <laughs> I, mean, I hear so. you. Yeah. So... You can hit us up at Brains and Bars on Facebook and Twitter. Let us know what you've learned this week, um, whether it's NBA Bulls draft trade related. Their pick for nah, I'm bro, with, I'm playing with you, bro. This podcast is about to end. This podcast <laughs> this is about podcast to end. This podcast was gonna end like that voice message started. <laughs> chill out, chill out, chill out. But uh, but yeah, let us know what you think, man. We gonna this week is a little bit different. Like I said, no no itinerary. We just. We uh we off the cuff with it. It's mm-hmm. potluck. You know what I'm saying? We bring in what we got. Yep. So we're gonna jump right into our first topic. It's gonna be NBA heavy, NBA draft tonight. NBA finals just concluded last week. I'm a little sad. Yep. I wanted a Father's Day present of game seven. Me too. Unfortunately, the Toronto Raptors. Oh, there we go. Stop. Stop playing with me. Stop, man. Stop playing with me. So NBA finals, Toronto Raptors are our new 
world champions. They win in six games over the Golden State Warriors. Uh, four games of two. Kawhi Leonard, uh, most valuable player. To me, part of that goes to Fred Van Vliet as well. He gets at least a quarter of Van that. Van Vliet was... Bro, that's got to be the most frustrating thing in the world to see those shots go in. We, it's like you're Fred Van Vliet, man. <laughs> hey, when you're Steph, when you're Steph, and you're getting cooked by a guy named Fred Van Vliet, undrafted. The shockers. Like, you get, you're I getting cooked. I found that funny. There, there's a, there's a, a clip on Twitter where... Steph was asking all for Fred Van Vliet. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's hey boy, that's rock bottom. That's a, it's not rock bottom, but that's that's when you know it's like it's all bad. Like if you go to pick up and you some dude just show up and he don't like okay, he like he cool, but then he start just roasting you. He start roasting you and, and all of a sudden somebody go, hey boy, let me get him. Let me get, let me get him. Yeah. Let me get him. Man, and you and when people know you and you're like a guy there, man. But yeah, but so I want to get you know your your guys' thoughts on what you what you watch, what occurred. Um, I'll, I'll start by asking this question: Do you think an asterisk should be put by the Warriors? I mean, by the Raptors title? No, absolutely not. I don't think any. I mean, there's an injury every year in the finals that kind of dictates. <laughs> I mean, not every year, but it's happened often that kind of you know. <clears throat> dictates uh, or sways one you know game an important game back or forth um though the, the the raptors don't win at all with kevin durant healthy like I, I don't i don't believe that at all um but no there's no asterisk i mean they they played lights out they played you know they Kawhi did his thing the 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 bums got buckets the bums. That's that's. <laughs> I know. Bugs. I had. I was hashtagging bum bucket in this one group every time because like uh, a few of my friends said like, oh well, these these Toronto Raptors guys are going to come back to earth. There's no way they can you know continue to score. I mean, especially after the first game when Siakam had 32 and Gasol had like 22 and Van Vliet had like 18 or something. You know, but like throughout the series, they. I mean, somebody stepped up. Somebody stepped up big. I think Danny Green had a big game. You know, the saw got off. Yeah, they were clearly game. clearly better team. I think I saw a stat that Toronto led one like um, twenty of the twenty four quarters they played. Like wow. they were up. I, I think clearly just better overall team, like all around. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 to War's point, like I said, a healthy KD. I really <clears throat> I, they're going to make Game Seven interesting if Clay doesn't get hurt. I think mm-hmm. they finish Game Six, yeah, and they make it very interesting Game yeah. Seven. So. I mean, asterisk, no, but we, you know, anybody who was alive and watching the game actually, you know, knows what kind of went down. And he had 30, like, with four minutes to go in this. Oh, he was cooking. He was was cooking. Game six, Clay. Game six, Clay. That one shot that he pulled up on at three. And he just pulled up. Like, Clay Thompson, man, like, that dude, he doesn't get enough credit because he has saved the Warriors' bacon so many times during this run. So many times during this run where they've needed a big game, like, he has stepped up. Um, we already know about what happened in the OKC series. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, the series against uh, the Rockets. I mean, he has the luxury to pick his spots, though. I, I think that's the beauty of the Warriors mm-hmm. playing together and, and that many superstars. Is Clay doesn't have to push to do that. Like, he can get out there, and if he gets a few shots up and he's feeling good, hey, give me a few more shots. But if he gets out there and it's, 
It's not dropping like, all right, let me make a few extra passes. Let me make a few extra screens. Let me, you know, be a decoy. Like he doesn't have to do that. I think that's, I know we haven't gotten there, but that's really what I'm seeing with Steph. Like, I think that's, I mean, I don't, I'm not a part of Steph Hive at all. He is my favorite player. I learned that this week. Too. He he is my he's my favorite player, but he was really put in a position that no superstar has ever succeeded in, and that's being the guy having to go against a boxing one defense. Like it, the amount of attention that he was guarding, no player has to do that. And Clay again has the luxury of having guys yeah. who are going to get the double team most nights, and he I've doesn't never seen have to force it. Followed. Like well, and it's possibly because he's smaller too. You know, you see some guys that are like like staying on KD, staying on LeBron, but like the guys that are guarding him usually are like the same. But like, I've never seen anybody like stick like like follow him around like like they do any other player. Like, yeah, I mean, like, so a couple of things I want to address <clears throat> that Cotton said. First of all, zone is for cowards. <laughs> I always I, zone I, I, pound is for the cowards. floor, pound Look, the floor. Listen. Guard your go out on <laughs> your shield. I'm a firm believer in win how you got to win, but nah. God, zone is, I hate zone. Go defense. out on your shield. If you can't beat a team by manning up, then you just shake their hand and say you're the better team. You know what I'm saying? Like, Steph, you're right. I think we have, I feel like uh, the Mavericks did that against LeBron, right? They knew he couldn't shoot jumpers in 11, so they played like this hybrid zone. I don't want to call it a matchup zone, but it's like a hybrid 2 3 where the there Spurs was. Spurs almost <clears throat> did it too, right? That's I'm kind of remembering the Spurs playing that way as They well. kind of did that way because they feel like Wade and, and LeBron were not going to make jumpers, and so they wanted to dare them to shoot. Yep. Um, and so, like, I, I'm not a fan of it. Like, if you're going to win, go out on your shield, playing man, and just try to get stops and get stops. You mean to tell me <clears throat> if you were playing in that game when you knew the zone worked to win you an NBA title, you would tell your coach. I'd rather play man and lose. I can't tell. I mean, but I don't think. Look at what Cotton said. Twenty. What well, he said. Twenty four. Twenty of twenty four. Twenty quarters. of twenty four quarters. They played boxing one in what game three? They played boxing one when they had to. They played it when they had to. Yeah, they didn't. It's not like they started out playing. <laughs> but I guess my thing is they didn't have to because they did it when it was specifically just Steph, right? Like they didn't do it when Clay was on the floor. No, because in game five. When Clay went off the when went off the floor, they played that boxing one, and they immediately brought Clay back into the game to try to, to to get them out of that boxing one. So to me, when you look at how they played Steph, how physical they were with Steph, how many times they put hands on him as he was running through screens, grabbing on him, pushing, pulling, all that stuff. To me, they could have done that, and Steph was not going to score. Like to me, they were a good enough defensive team. To where they could have played man straight up on Steph, switched everything, and still been good. I think they started to show cracks in the armor. And this is where the Warriors wear on you mentally. Is that in game, what, game five and in some of game six, they started missing up rotations. And so, you know, you see Danny Green and might have been Siakam. Where he's trying to tell, he's trying to yell at Siakam to not switch. In an arena that is rocking, by the way, because they're on the road. And it's like, no, don't worry about it. Just go find your man. They Those little things started to happen. But, I mean, for the most part, they were as sound defensively as I've seen since OKC in 16. They could switch everything, and that is that is my argument, right? So so Steph isn't a one-on-one player. So you, Fran Van Vliet is a good defender. Steph can't beat him off the dribble. He cannot get his own shot against Fred. So it, it, their whole game was – Golden State's game is to – 
find a way to switch Steph off on a big who can't guard him. And they were unable to do that this series. You, you, you switched off Mark Gasol. That happened a lot, what, game one. And Mark was just standing in front of Steph, feeding him back to the guard. Like, they were doubling him and making him get rid of the basketball. Like, that's just it's – un- it's very fortunate for them that they had bigs, both Gasol, Abaka, Siakam, like all those guys, live bodies. You throw at Steph, and he can't get by him. So that that I mean, it's just unfortunate that they, you know, they again just the better team all out. Yeah, and then for the to the war uh, to the Raptors credit, like the thing that the Warriors have been able to feast on is that when you try to run a pick and roll, you trap their primary ball handler, and then when they get rid of the ball. There was no one that that you were afraid that could do something with it once they got it, right? So if you think about, uh, say, the Cavs, LeBron minus Kyrie. LeBron has the ball. They try to run some pick and roll. They run a trap at LeBron. LeBron gets rid of the ball. Okay, he's kicking it to Kyle Korver. Okay, I've Kyle Korver, Korver's covered, so he can't get the shot off. Now what? You're kicking it to J.R. Smith. I'm not afraid of J.R. Smith. Like, you're, you're kicking it to all these guys. Uh, I can't think of the guy. I can see his face. But you're kicking it to a bunch of guys who Shumpert. Shump, Shumpert, right? You're kicking it to a bunch of guys who, if they're not shooting a wide-open three, they're not going to hurt you. But with the Raptors, Van Fleet's getting off. Kyle Lowry, whose game I – people talk about James Harden being always trying to get a whistle. Kyle Lowry is playing for the whistle all the time. But he's driving in the lane, and his whole game is to suck the defense in so I can kick it out or try to draw contact and get a foul. Um, you have Danny Green, okay, uh, but you have at least three guys on the floor on top of uh, Kawhi, and then when you throw in Marcus Gasol, who is a, he's not going to beat you off the dribble, but he makes smart decisions. He can find open men. And so when you add all of that together, as good as the, the Warriors' defense is, now you're stretching them thin. They can't keep up, they can't keep up, and they're now a step behind. And again, we had not seen any team do that since since 2016 in OKC, where Russ and Hart, uh, Russ and KD, um, were doing their thing, um, and so you know, I I wanted to see them be healthy. Like when when KD got hurt, and we're gonna talk about that now. When KD got hurt, like it was it was a bummer for me. But when Clay got hurt, you knew the series was over, even if they were able to win in Game Six, and it just that hurts my heart. I don't want to see any champion go out like that. So with that being said. Is the Warriors dynasty over? Given what we know about KD's injury, given what we know about Clay, um, is the Warriors dynasty over? Yes. Can they still win another NBA championship? Yes. Interesting. Dynasty? Like, I don't, I feel like you were asking, are they still going to be continual consistent members of the NBA finals for the next two, three, four years. Like that's what, when you say is like the dynasty, I think the dynasty part of it's over. I think with Steph and more, I mean, from what I, everything I've heard, Clay's dad said he's re-signing. Like he doesn't right. want to leave any, but Steph and Clay and uh, Steve Kerr and Draymond. And I, I still think that they could still find their way to another NBA championship, but I don't think it's going to have the, I think they're kind of falling back to that Rockets line. Like this year, we thought, well, the Rockets might be able to win. I think they're going to fall back to that, you know, to that kind of here's four or five teams that could come out of the West type type feel. Don't dynasties take a year off? Like, like it's, I don't know. I don't think I say it's over, right? 
It's hard. It's, it's not like they lost at full strength. Had they lost full strength, six games to Toronto, a team probably not as good as them full strength, yeah, yeah, maybe you can say that. With KD possibly leaving, like, okay, maybe. But, like, it, next year is going to be a, a tough year for the Warriors because they're going to have to fight through injury, and maybe KD stays, maybe he goes. But, like, Dynasty, I don't think it's over. I, how many finals have they been to? Five straight? Five straight. straight. Five straight. Which you know, is crazy. They, I think you know they make the playoffs next year. Fingers crossed. I, the dynasty continues. So we're going to get to this because, I mean, there's been a lot of movement in the NBA. Uh, trades that have happened today or in the last couple of days um, where I – when the finals were over, first of all, I think the dynasty is – To be continued. On pause. I think it's on pause. What – I don't understand that. Did, did the Patriots win every year? They don't. But here's the thing. It's you got to understand with basketball, football and basketball, different sports, right? Like with Brady, a lot of the pieces are interchangeable. His offensive line has had a lot of changes. His wide receiving core changes. His running back core changes. But you have, to you guys' credit, right, you have the franchise QB. And that's Brady. And I'm going to add Belichick because Belichick matters a lot in that equation also. But with basketball, it's only five guys. All of these guys are getting older. Steph is headed towards, I think, if he's not already 30, he's heading towards 30. Heading towards 30. Draymond's getting a year older. We don't know what that Achilles, if KD resigns, we don't know the effect of that Achilles injury on him. I'm not afraid of the ACL. ACLs in basketball these days with the way technology has uh, come in terms of surgical expertise and knowledge like he can bounce back from that i'm not concerned about that but if the warriors don't have kd like the thing that the 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 dynasty started before kd got there am i mistaken true but here's the thing they were one and one right they were one and one before kd got there they were two and one since and i mean you really can't even say they were two and one with kd got there because he didn't really play they were two and oh with kd and the thing with the warriors is the warriors were in, at the at the top of the pack with before KD, once they got KD, that put them head and shoulders above everybody. So now they're back in the they're back in the pack. And I mean, you're saying make the playoffs. Look, the trade that the Utah Jazz got Mike Conley, um, a really really good point guard, underrated point guard. They were a top four seed without him, right? We'll see what their roster looks like going forward. But with Donovan Mitchell and and Conley to start, Gobert. That's a great start. Can we stop saying that Mike Conley's underrated? Isn't he like the highest paid basketball player? Yeah, but I don't think highest paid always means. Because look, Harrison Barnes just opted out of a $25 million <laughs> guaranteed deal. So who knows what bag <laughs> is waiting for him. Every, like, for real, Al Horford turned down $30 million and he And he's rumored to get three years 100 So I, I, I'm not going to necessarily equate highest paid with best. But okay. I mean, like, I think when you talk about best point guards in this league, I don't feel like you There's get a to lot Mike Conley. Right. Like, like when we talk about name your top five point guards, like no one says, well, at number five, there's Mike Conley. <laughs> like nobody says that. But, but we, he has an argument to be there, right? I think he has an argument to be there. He's, He's a the great, best defensive point guard in the league, isn't he? Mm, great question. Pro- I'm going to say without having a, ro- a list of names in front of me, I'm probably going to say yes. Um, Chris Paul in his prime maybe would have been up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm probably going to say yes. But, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, 
the the West is is a minefield. Yeah. And so you know the Warriors no Clay for most of next year, no KD, maybe ever. And if if he resigns again, not for next year. Um, they're gonna. I mean, you talked about you hate to see Steph out here on the island by himself. And boy, <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. Boy, I mean, but the thing I think the thing that'll save him though, and you're right that I think they'll make the playoffs because teams won't. You won't be able to scheme for them like you can the playoffs. Yeah. Right? They're going to play Phoenix and the Bulls, and you know if the Knicks don't get anybody in free agency, the Knicks like they're going to play all these trash teams, so they can get Golden State's going to go 45. further in the playoffs next year than the Lakers. Lies. Yeah, I, I'm, Lies. Not, I'm not. Lies. That's a grenade you dropped just to see a reaction. Yeah. Not, we're not even touching that. Nah, no way. <laughs> not unless. So you got to say some injuries got to occur to make that happen. <laughs> nah. And right now, I if mean, if the Lakers don't pick up Kimba, <laughs> which right now, you know, I don't think that's they're going. gonna add somebody else. I can't, I can't imagine they won't add somebody else that's high profile. So let's go. Let's talk about it. Since we're here, since we're here, since you brought them up, um, the Lakers got Anthony Davis. They got their guy. Um, get your guy, and I'm glad Cotton is here because I got an analogy. Your guy, I got an analogy as we talk as we get deeper into this trade discussion. Um, they get Anthony Davis for Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and a ton of first round draft picks, including the number four, tonight. including tonight's number four, which they ultimately ended up sending to Atlanta, uh, and they ended up drafting Jackson Hayes. And they are on the clock again here at number 10. I'm going to go out on a limb and say they draft Cam Reddish. Yeah. I'm guessing, right? I'm guessing, but I think, I thought when they traded back, I thought that's who they had in mind was Cam Reddish. So, we'll see what happens with that. But, what do you think about the trade for the Lakers? Let's just start with them first. And how how would you assess the job that Rob Palenka and company did? And when I say assess the job, not just pulling off the trade, but all that little collateral stuff that, that goes with it that I'm going to bring up here in a second. If you don't know them, do you you know what I'm speaking of, right? Yeah. All right, all right. So I don't care who starts off. Who? What do you think about the job? What's that they my did? phrase? Get, Get your guy. guy, and that's exactly what they did. We knew they were going to have to give up pieces. We knew this, you know, uh, Ingram. It was either going to be some combination of Ingram and Ball or Kuzma and Ball. They were going to have to give up pieces and include the number four pick in it. And I don't. At the end of the day, they got the best player in the dra- the best player in the trade, and that's that's how I hold my barometer. Who had who got the best player? They did. We don't know. I still not a believer quite yet in Brandon Ingram. I who knows Blood what Lonzo Ball is gonna do? I, we don't prone. know, but we know Anthony Davis is gonna be good next year, and they're gonna resign him and have him for you know three, four, five more years. All right, hey, um, what you think? Uh, yeah, I mean. It's just a product of, like, when your fan base has just grown so weary. Like, I think that that, um, that uh, the Pelicans, like, they knew the leverage that they had in that trade. And I, I think the Pelicans, I think the Lakers gave up too much. Contingent upon, like, the different uh, parameters that are around the picks for the next few years and through, like, 23 2023 um yes they got I mean, lakers got the best player and, and somebody proven you know every time you draft somebody you don't know um but dog they just i think they really just took advantage of a weary fan base magic johnson leaving negativity surrounding that program or whatever um 
and uh, uh, is it Palenko? Is that what you say? Yeah, Palenka. Palenka. I think he knew that he had to make this move, and so, um, so I ultimately think the Pelicans won out with what they got. Um, but for the time being, I would say the next three years, you know, um, I think you'll see the Lakers um, rise to the top of the Western Conference. So they um. traded spare parts for one of the top. I don't know, seven or eight players in basketball at this point. Like, I don't know if this was fantasy football. Like, this, it, it's like trading for Patrick Mahomes. You, you make the trade, even if you have to clear out your bench to do it. You make it, and you pick up bums in free agency to figure out the rest. So, first of all, I do. I would like. I'm gonna start calling him Plinko and not Palinka because <laughs> I just never know what I'm gonna get with this guy. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's a bar. <laughs> Plinko chips. Drop yeah. them. You don't know where they're going to fall. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So let the chips fall. So I never know what I'm going to get with this guy. And, um, you know, so I would like to give him kudos for getting Anthony Davis. You're right. Get your guy. He's the best player in this deal. And for the next three, at least three years, we know the Lakers are going to be a force. Um, so I have to give him credit for that. However, he deserves a lot of ridicule. One, I agree with A-Ward. He gave up a heck of a lot. I don't mind you giving up the picks, but it's the fact that you gave them so much control on what happens with the picks, right? They can pick swap here. Um, they get the if – it, if it's not this, it becomes this on their behalf. Mm-hmm. Like, he gave them a lot of control in what happens. And my fear, if I'm a Laker fan, is that this ends up being the Brooklyn Nets Celtics trade 2.0. That LeBron leaves um, after three years – and, again, the reason I'm calling him Plinko because I don't know how he's going to lead this organization. The only reason he got Anthony Davis is because Rich Paul was like, he's going to L.A. Hey, Sports Illustrated, let's do an interview. Hey, Boston, if you get him, <laughs> he's only going to be there for a year. So waste your time if you like. He only wants to go to New York or L.A. New York has no assets. They gave away Porzingis. The number three pick was not going to be enough alone to get – so. Rich Paul basically GM'd the deal to get him to L.A. So here it is. I've laid this out in your lap. Not only did you give away all those draft picks, but, hey, the trade is going to be consummated on July 6th. Anthony Davis is like, I want my $4 million. I'm getting my $4 million. And now if you wanted a third max free agent, you can't do it. And I've heard Ramona Shelburne, I was listening to her tonight, she was saying that, oh, no, they screwed up. They were making phone calls as soon as they hung up with the Pelicans trying to figure out how they could move more pieces. And it's like, yo, remember I said on the show a long time ago, I could be a GM. I could do that. <laughs> I, if you want incompetence, if you want someone to not know what they're doing, hire me. I can make a trade and go, oh, snap. My bad. Yo, fam, hey, can we? So let me tell you the analogy I got. This reminds me in terms of the incompetence of it. This reminds me of Cotton getting with Austin in big league and being like, I give you Christian McCaffrey for Le'Veon Bell straight up. <laughs> and Austin like sounds like a deal all to the, me. All the, all the details. I was very forthcoming in that deal. Le'Veon was hurt. No, he was, he was, not he was sure, holding, holding out. out. He was holding out. Not sure when he was going to come back. There was a few stories out bro, that he may be coming bro, back. There in was a week no or so. story that said Le'Veon Bell was coming back. <laughs> no Every story, story no said cr- he was sitting out till at least week ten. At least week ten is when he was coming back. My team was trash outside that trade. Bro, and it's like and then Austin like on there talking about men, 
ESPN said that he was coming. I'm like, bro, where you? I ain't seen none of that. None of that. I ain't seen no hey, news bit dude, the this, first. This dude Cotton caught Austin in the middle of doing something at work. <laughs> like, like he was like trying to like use half his brain, and <laughs> he uh, thought he and saw something. In fairness, though, right? It was like right after week one. It was right yeah. after, and it was right after the like the news had come out everywhere that dude was not playing like he was not coming back to like after you missed that first game like the likelihood that you're gonna show up after missing game one Imagine that's that how a- i felt i mean just just full transparency that's how i felt i, I said, get it and that's what i'm saying that's why the the and then that just kind of that was austin's season in a nutshell because he went on to make bad deal after bad deal and he still filled it a pretty i thought he had a pretty good team he didn't make the my playoffs. team was trash my team was horrible and yet you almost made the playoffs rob palinka <laughs> but what I'm saying is, it's like if I'm the La- if I'm a Laker fan, okay, you got Anthony Davis, but are you going to have to rely on Rich Paul basically Jimmy rigging every major star to go to? Once LeBron leaves, are you going to have to rely on Rich Paul to get you another superstar? Isn't that what the super teams do? But again, but normally the super teams either draft well or they're able to lure free agents or through trade. But what are they going to offer? The Lakers have no draft picks now. They're giving them all the way. Although they still have some because I guess you can't give them in back-to-back years now after what the Nets did. But they still are going to be limited on draft capital. So once LeBron leaves, I'm not sure Plinko is going to be able to to get the chips to fall to lead, to lead the organization. Like, I just don't trust this guy. And little things like that, not knowing, hey, let's make sure the deal happens on July 30th, which is what you have a cap guy for, by the way. Make sure the deal happens on July 30th so we'll have enough space to go chase Kimba or Kyrie or Kawhi. Because if I'm those guys, I know I know Kimba said he'd take less money. But if I'm those guys, man, I need all mine. <laughs> I mean, I, I need every don't, – don't short me a penny neither. I need all mine. And so, like, I just don't trust that, this, that the current Lakers organization in five years, we could be right back here again. It's not going to be as bad as the Nets deal. Like – Come on, they they got Anthony Davis. Like they Anthony, didn't get a washed up Paul Pearson, Kevin Garnett. You know, the tough thing for me is just that, like with with KD's ruptured Achilles. You know, like I mean, when you're getting one person, like injuries can happen. Things oh, yeah. things can happen. You yeah. know what I mean? So like you know, like when you're getting picks, you mess up and there's a bust. Oh crap! I drafted this guy this year. Okay, well I still got to, I get to make up with it with you know three or four more picks. You know, like. A guy like Anthony Davis, you know, a bad injury, uh, you know, something like that, and, and then, a guy who's injury prone. Yeah, then it's tough, man. I'm just that's all I'm saying. Like, I just don't know. Anthony Davis has not been the most healthy guy. LeBron is the fall off has got to happen eventually. Shout out to Los who said that LeBron's fall is. I'm not gonna say the the first half of his statement, but the second half was he thought LeBron James is what his decline was gonna be really evident this year, and at some point it's got to happen. What? I mean, man, he's going into his seventeenth. Like Tom Brady. <laughs> he's going into his seventeenth year in the league. Like he can't put up twenty eight, eight and eight but forever. Guys aren't playing eighty two games anymore, really. Like he's not. You know, I mean, you get a little bit of time, a little bit of time off. You know, and it comes I mean, to a point with LeBron's game. I mean, him being hyper athletic was a huge part of his game, but I think. As the years have gone on, you've seen him use more of his yeah. size and strength to get where he wants to on the floor, as mm-hmm. a, as opposed to like exploding and doing all the 
the crazy athletic stuff that we're, we're accustomed to seeing. So he's changing, his, he's changing his game. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, I just don't know if this guy is going to be like that forever. And at That's some true. point, at some point, the decline, I mean, you look at Chris, again, you look at the guys from his class. Oh, don't. I'm not going to bring up the one name. I'm only going to bring up the one. Bring it up. Because that's the best free agent that the Lakers have a chance to sign. <laughs> Hilarious. That Hilarious. is. But chill. So D Wade retired. D Wade retired. Chris um, Paul probably is, is there. On the on the back end. On the Chris back Bosch end. Chris Bosh. Me- medically, and medically, and my, medically induced. And my retired. guy Melo just took a year off with $26 million in his pocket and, and just Mello said, you know. cold at the Lifetime Fitness. <laughs> He didn't miss one. He didn't miss one jumper. I'm telling you, he hit everything. Bro, if he was in Madison Square Garden, not a dang one of them would have been. <laughs> it's Beanie Mellow now. Yeah. It's Beanie Mellow. He had the Jay-Z going, too. Yeah. He had the vibes in the gym. He just stroking. It's just like, Mellow, please stop posting these videos of you shooting I, I want to see some defensive videos of Mellow. <laughs> you know, and Mellow's my guy all day, every day. But, like... In order for him to make a comeback to the NBA, he's got to be able to defend the pick and roll. Again, completely separate conversation, but again, we'll see. We'll see the Lakers sign him this year. Man, I don't. I mean, they may not have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> they may have all them, all them second round picks and vet minimums. They probably gonna have to grab Melo at a vet minimum. Like that's just just how bad they've messed things. I just don't trust these dudes. Like these dudes are Keystone cops, and they just got lucky. And again, unless Rich Paul in five years is gonna have another guy like. Hey, Sports Illustrated. He's going to L.A. So New Orleans, don't waste your time. That's how these. That's how this, the players are doing it now. They want to go somewhere, and they go somewhere. This I mean, isn't. This is the first time this happened. Melo wanted to go somewhere. Well, I mean, and it's went the, somewhere. Well, the difference is, it's the first time where a player has said, "Well, I guess Melo wanted to go to New York." But and I, forced his way out via trade early before free agency. I, I just feel like that's the wave these guys are going when they just don't trust the organization that, they, that they've that they been drafted by. Anthony Davis, in my opinion, should have stayed in New Orleans. I think short-term, Lakers obviously are going to be contenders. In five years, if Zion match, if he just matches the hype, not even exceeds it, if he matches the not hype. Not a believer in Zion. Really? Not. Okay. He's very athletic. I just don't see the level of skill that Julius is going to work. Julius Randle said, I say. already play with these Julius bones. Get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I don't want to be here. They're back. They're <laughs> back. I know what they're capable of. That's hilarious. <laughs> nah, man, I don't I don't know. I, I So, I obviously, coming into the college basketball season, I was like, I need to see it to believe it was Zion. Um, I saw it. I believed it. Um, I have no idea what to equate him to. I know tonight they said Charles Barkley. I've seen Julius Randle as a player comp. Um, do you want that as your player comp for a number one overall pick? But I do think he's a. I mean, he's, he's like polished. he's yeah, he's, he's more polished than Julius is more, coming out. Yeah. He's got to work on his shot. He's more dynamic than Julius yes. is. Too. Absolutely, more explosive, yeah. <laughs> more explosive. Yeah. Um. So I am. I am excited to see what he looks like. Um, what he looks like playing for the Pelicans. I hope he goes to summer league. They might hold him out, or he might play like one game, and that'll be it. But I would love to see him in summer league. Um, speaking of the draft, we're gonna shift gears. Gonna keep it moving. By the way, one if, quick before we do that yeah, though, yeah. I, I've seen you tweet about this a lot. Okay, but I haven't heard your full take on what is going on with the Celtics. Oh, oh, oh. just quickly, just get like you listen. Okay, listen. Okay. 
I had to hear from Celtics fans in my mentions for the last two years about Danny Ainge is a wizard. He's going to sucker some poor soul, some poor foolish GM is going to give him, you know, the, the, the picks and he'll keep flipping these assets and we're going to win a championship and we got Tatum. We're going to send them. We're going to send a Marcus Smart, uh, Terry Rozier and the 17th overall pick. And we get Anthony Davis or Paul George. And I'm sitting here like, are y'all stupid? I can't stand Celtic fans. Are y'all stupid? Like, you going to give them a 17th pick and Tatum? And are t- not going to give a Brown or Tatum? And you going to get all these assets? And now, look at where y'all at now. Look where y'all sitting. Listen, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a diss myself. Danny Ainge looks like me at the yes. fantasy football Thank table you. going you. over a trade Thank and you. refusing to push the Thank button. Thank you. Thank Danny you. Ainge has had over the last two years the ability to go out to Paul George. He could have went out to Anthony Davis before all of this popped off. He could have went after Kawhi Leonard, and yet he kept sitting on his mountain of assets, <laughs> thinking that they was gonna turn into a golden egg. And now you sitting here looking like a fool. Kyrie out the door, Al Horford, Horford out, out the, the door. door. Yeah. Terry Rozier was on first take, talking all, <laughs> spilling all the tea. He don't want to come back. Now you got all these first round draft picks. Tatum, who all that Mamba junk, man, that dude, man, I don't think I don't think Jason Tatum is as good as people make him out to be. I get he played better without Kyrie around. I don't think he's the Mamba. Oh Lord, that Mamba mentality. That Maple Mamba's coming to New York, and the first time I hear that chant break out in Madison Square Garden, I'm going to lose my mind. But look at you now, Boston. What y'all got? Y'all were talking about a championship two years ago. Y'all were talking about getting. Again, all these superstars, and now you stuck with no offense to him because he got hurt. But now you stuck with a guy with a peg leg and Gordon Hayward and, and and Brown and Tatum, and you see what you got. Last guy out of Boston turning lights out, man. It's over. <laughs> it's over for you. And this is what you get for all of that arrogance. But is there really a dominant team in the East? That I mean, is there a reason why the Celtics can't be considered to be a top four favorite to make it to the NBA Finals every year? Still, if Kawhi leaves, win. I saw him with the Home Depot boxes. You saw him with, you saw, I saw that. You saw him with the, I saw him with the Home, Depot, with the Home boxes. Depot boxes. I know how much those cost. Two seventy eight. The heavy duty joints. They got the little. Yeah, I just I just cleaned the garage out. I'm, if Kawhi leaves, maybe he's just you know he's packing up for the summer. I don't know. If Kawhi leaves, how terrible leaves, is that though? Like if you really are Kawhi and you like going to the Home Depot near Toronto. <laughs> And they just text hey, I wouldn't even ring them up. I swear, even though I was working there, I'd be like, nah, brother. You ain't going to stay <laughs> this there. This lane is closed. <laughs> and you can't self-check out either. You're going to have to find somebody who don't know who you are. Yo, but if he leaves, the six... No. Oh, the Sixers... just leaving too. The but, the, but the Sixers are the, are, the, are the top seed. The Bucks, I don't know because I got to see what they got. I mean, at least the Sixers starting with Simmons and Embiid. They're starting there. And they, and I want to point this out, too. If I'm a star free agent, if I'm Kawhi, there's no way I'm leaving. There's no way I'm leaving Toronto. There's no better situation. Who You just watched LeBron James go to the finals eight years in a row. And that last time, he went with a bunch of – he went with a guy who didn't know time and possession <laughs> at the end of a finals game, for God's sakes. He knew possession. It just usually was a gun charge. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, you just watched one guy run a conference for eight years. If I'm Kawhi, why would I go again? Mike Conley just went to the Jazz. The Warriors, I said it's on pause, could potentially be back, even without KD. 
OKC still around. Portland's still around. The Kings are getting better. The Suns, I guess, at some point will get it right because they got the talent. New Orleans is going to be, I'm telling you, in five years, New Orleans is going to be really, really good. What I mean, why would I go mess with that when I got, again, the Celtics with a bunch of, you know, low spades. The Celtics <laughs> with, a bu- with a bunch of low spades. What is Orlando? And we know Gordon can't walk. Two and a possible. Sure, I mean, Charlotte's nothing. The Bulls are nothing. The Knicks are trash. The Bucks, I mean, they might lose a bunch of guys in free agency. All they might have after this is Giannis. Like, why would you leave? I would stay. I would, If I was a superstar, I would look out east and be like, yo, it's there for the taking. As long as Simmons can't shoot. What about the Nets? Ooh. I mean, they need a superstar, though. I, they I, And not Kyrie's old crazy. Not Kyrie. <laughs> His red fish, blue fish. One, I mean, nah, get him out of here, man. That dude with that mumbo jumbo. He on some other Flat stuff. Flat earther. Oh, my gosh. He out here wild. Like, That's what happens when you don't. Go to class. And you, that's what, <laughs> what else was he doing? He was hurt in college. Yeah, like, I know. All he had, all he had, maybe that's that's what it was. All he had was time. He's on the conspiracy <laughs> right. theory websites. He was watching MythBuster. He yeah. was watching the, the, the Discovery Channel, the History. Channel. He on here talking about the Illuminati, talking about his third eye opening all this stuff. I don't oh, know. Lord. Kyrie out here wilding, man. But I just don't. And you you saw the report that the Nets they said if if you ain't bringing KD. You know what I'm saying? Like right. we don't want you. Right. They done gave him that contingency of hey, is your homie coming? You know what I'm saying? Is your oh, homie coming with you? That's hilarious. You ever got invited? That's disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, hey, your yo, homie ca- Yeah, you, yo, yo, such and such coming too? All right, bet. Cool, cool. Right. Let me know if he ain't coming. <laughs> right. Your homie ain't coming? Ah oh, man, you know what, dog? I, we actually just gonna chill out. Yeah, man. man we just gonna popping. chill. You know what I'm saying? You Kyrie at the home on Xbox Live and the party jumping. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he's that guy right now. So I don't I don't know, man. I would stay out east. I would, there's no way if I'm Kawhi, I'm leaving and going to the Clippers. He can't go to the Lakers because they can't afford him. Um so I mean that's his only destination. Mm-hmm. At least of what's been rumored. I know they've the Warriors somehow been thrown out there, but that don't I don't think they have the cap space to make it happen. Unless, well, I guess they lose KD. They might have the space. True. Which you want to talk about unfair. There's no way that's happening. Listen, if Kawhi ends up in the Warriors uniform, the dynasty never ended. <laughs> it never stopped. You know what I'm saying? The, the record skips. That's all it was. They're right back. But nah, man, so I do want to ask this question and we got one more topic. We're gonna get out of here. See, we get out here early tonight. This, I, maybe I should come with no itinerary all the time. We can get out here early. Um, I've seen this this idea thrown around, um, and the, the draft is happening tonight. And so, shout out to myself, because I said the, that the Pelicans were going to draft Cam Reddish. They drafted him. Now, will they keep him? I don't I thought know. it was the Hawks. No, they, the Hawks traded that pick. So, the deal, it's, it's, it's in so principle. It's so weird. They have to stop doing this. It's in principle, right? So, it hasn't been consummated yet. So that's why the Lakers pick was technically it was technically a Lakers pick at number four. It was technically the Hawks pick at number eight because they traded the Hawks traded picks number eight. No, you're right. It was yeah, the Hawks. Very, I mean, it was the Hawks. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. They got him at ten. My yeah, fault. Yeah, 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 Which yeah. I didn't tweet that, but I the said Hawks, it out. I said it out loud that they should have yeah. got the Hawks. Him. Didn't didn't do that. The, the, that was the Pelicans pick, right? Because they traded back. No, no. So the, the Hawks the, traded back too, right? The Hawks, the Hawks traded up. This they, is the this is what I'm talking about. So the learn so, from the NBA. Learn let, from this. Let's let's get it right. So the Hawks traded up from number eight to number four. Yes. In return, they gave up picks eight, seventeen, and thirty five. Yes, that's it. So the Hawks had that pick at number ten. 
I did. So I did get it right on Twitter. I think I got I confused the teams on Twitter. A guy tweeted me and said, I don't know if, if the Pelicans should have done that. And I said, well, I think the Hawks are are targeting Cam Reddish to add to to Kevin Werder. Herder, I don't know how to say his last name. And Trey Where, Young. Where, is it the H-U-E? Yeah. H-U-E. So that the GM of the Hawks Ooh. is a Golden State, uh, former Golden State exec. And so I think he's trying to build – he feel like he has his the Patriot way. Oh my god! <laughs> he thinks he has his Steph. I I don't know if Werder is supposed to be uh, Clay. I mean, I'm not gonna call Cam Reddish KD, but basically he's trying to build this trio of shooters. Got you. Um, and so I think, and they have John Collins in the post. I will say that. So let's let's get this popping. This topic has been thrown around a lot, um, and they talked about up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen people say the NBA draft needs to be abolished. Wow. And in place of the draft, you basically have team have players choose where they want to go. Teams, All 30 teams could have made their pitch to Zion Williamson, and he could have made his choice of where he wanted to go. Now, remember, the salary cap is still in place. So if you get the number one overall pick, that's I think it's $50 million guaranteed over five years that you're paying Zion. So you have to take that into account. So salary cap rules. Like auction draft kind of. Kind of. That makes it. Uh, it makes. Okay. I'm not going to say that out loud. But anyway, it just makes me uncomfortable when you put it that way. When you say auction. Yeah. Oh, forgive me. <laughs> no, I don't. It's not your fault. It's just there. So I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. There are there are always people who look at like the combine for both NFL, NBA and the draft. Right, it's yeah, almost I've seen, kind of. I've seen those as, as well. like a slavish slavery yeah. connotation. So mm-hmm. you say auction. I'm like. Yeah. Okay. Let's not call it that, though. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so. I, people have said they should abolish a draft and players should just kind of like college, right? They decide where they want to go. Um, what do you, should what do you think? Should they abolish the draft? No. Why not? Because I don't. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I I think that it will. There's already like um. The LA markets and New York markets are already getting the free agents because of where they are positioned in the United States. Okay. So with that being said, they're gonna get the best picks too every year, as long as they can afford it. But see, they won't because here's the thing: you still gotta, you still have your roster, right? So I mean, put it to you this way: LA could not afford to add Zion. Even if they wanted him, because they got LeBron James, they couldn't, they got, they couldn't move the pieces to afford to afford him. Not with that. Not with that. They're going to take Anthony Davis over Zion every time because of their window. They're looking at a championship window of three years, three to four years. So they're not going to go after. But Zion. what I'm saying is, like, if you said they could have moved some pieces to pick up Kimba, why can't they pick up Zion? Because veterans don't like rookies. It's nothing against rookies. It's just that they don't have the time to waste for them to develop. I don't think LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to say, bro, I don't like Zion. Listen, when Andrew Wiggins got drafted, he never spoke to LeBron James. LeBron James never, never mentioned sent, him. LeBron James never sent him a what's up text. What you doing, big head? Nothing. <laughs> he never got nothing from LeBron. Like, I remember that that weird sports interview where Andrew, somebody, someone's asking Andrew Wiggins, have you talked to LeBron? He's got this goofy grin on his face like, no. <laughs> it was real uncomfortable for about three minutes while they asked him LeBron questions and the dude never talked to him. So, again, these because of their windows, I mean, look, the Lakers had all those young assets. What'd they say to him? I, uh, Josh Hart, by the way, he left too. Yeah. Yeah, see you. It's been nice. It's been cool that one year playing with you, but nah, I'm going to take this more established guy. 
So championship teams are not – you can almost – if you're a top team, you can almost knock them out for either salary cap or because they can't, they can't wait on a rookie to develop. Now, New York would have had the cap space. Um, the Cl- Clippers, maybe. Maybe, but they're chasing a, a, a max free agent too and quiet. So, I mean, again, a lot of these large markets, based on where they are setup-wise, they won't be able to chase them. Um, I think the argument for the draft is that it's a redistribution of talent. So you're talking about, again, Sacramento getting good players, Phoenix getting good players. Um, competitive competitive mm-hmm. balance. I think that's the first thing that I think of as to why why I think the draft is a good idea. I mean, I, you, you, you have to give teams who performed poorly the year prior a better chance of, of scoring some of these high-profile guys, even if they don't re-sign with them, you know, after after being drafted. I think, again, competitive balance. I know it's a fantasy and a fairy tale, right, because we, we only have four or five guys that make the finals every year, but some of these small market teams, like, need something to hold on to. Hope is a very, very strong drug. And so you want to be able to give your fans the very small glimpse of hope that they're getting the best <clears throat> getting the best collegiate player uh um available so yeah I, I i think it's a good idea fortunately to keep the draft to keep the draft yeah i do like the idea however i don't mean to throw this in there but of having free agency before the draft i like that idea man yeah i mean it's so but the nba season ends so quickly i know yeah. i mean the 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 series ended last week and here Where's we the are drive back song i can see i can see that i can see man but see that message with summer league. That's what I'm saying. Push the draft back two weeks. Push free agency up so you have two weeks of free agency before the draft, and you're set. Interesting. Interesting. I, you know, I'm intrigued. I'm not ready to, to fully commit to the idea that the draft should be abolished. I think someone. I was watching um, High Noon with Bomani and Pablo, and like they were like the t the drama that would unfold. If you have like this TV event, because I think that's part of it, right? It's the it's the pageantry of it all. Yep. I mean, these guys are walking out with their families beforehand. But if you have, you know, Zion Williams walking to a podium and going, you know, I I put on a hat, to, put on a Knicks yeah, hat. Like he's got like he's a, got like a Knicks. We got hat. a national signing day. Yeah, he's got a Knicks <laughs> hat, a Bulls hat, a Lakers hat, and you know, and he goes. For this for the next hey, five years, I'm going to be taking my talents <laughs> because too. That, yeah, you're literally. I mean, you're creating enemies now. You know what I mean? Okay, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'll like that. Th- like, there's targets on your back from like you the day one. Hey, hater, watch me work. <laughs> like, I, I I don't care about that. Like, sure, that's that's going to few. Like, look, John what Zion say tonight, let's dance. Yeah, you know? like John Moran said, look. My dad was my number one hater. If if I could deal with him, I could deal with anybody. That's you know what, what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, his dad pushed him really hard in workouts. So they have. So I want to be clear. They have a great relationship. Yeah. You know, um, they were standing up there tonight as he was being interviewed, and he got emotional talking about his dad. Apparently, his dad was a really good player. I forget who they said he played high school basketball with. It was an NBA, like a really good NBA player. But apparently, once he found out he was pregnant with Ja, he put all that to the side to focus on family. So. You know, so I mean, a lot of emotional moments tonight at the draft. I can't wait back to to watch the draft back and kind of watch these guys as they reflect over you know this emotional and huge day in their lives. So, um, but now, nah, but like I, I'm not sure where I am on it. Like I kind of agree with, like I said, making it a TV event of that nature where all 30 teams are courting him and 
trying to get him, you know, to sign with them and enticing him. To me, it makes your organization have to work to be better versus just relying on the fact that you're the Lakers or you're the Knicks or you're Miami, right? That at that point, legacy and how well your front office runs Man. matters more. Could matter more than just location. And look, I say this all the time on the show. I've been to Oklahoma City. I don't know how Russell Westbrook does it. I don't know how he does it. Like, no offense to y'all in OKC. Y'all are great people. Shout out to Cadence. Uh, but n- nah, dog. Like, it just ain't it. Ain't it. Some and people I- separate their work from, you know, their workplace from their, you know, place where they go and have fun. I'm sure Russ has a place in Oklahoma City, but... I'm, I'm I mean, from LA. Listen, so. that, that 44 mil a year go a long go way. Go a long Sometimes, way. Hey, that's, Sometimes when you're from LA, you just want to live in a place <laughs> like Oklahoma City. <laughs> I mean, look, Paul George. Paul George like the fish. I mean, douche is different. Paul, I'm pretty sure Paul George can find he can find him a nice little private watering hole where won't nobody come bothering. <laughs> he can go get his fish on. He probably could have built a spot and had fish brought in for him to catch. Facts. Just for his just for fun. Because that money goes a long way. But yep. But all right, I want to get to this last topic. Cotton, you can join in if you have some. Um, and Award, we can we can go through this. So I tweeted out, uh, or you tweeted out yesterday, or maybe a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. about um, top five what-ifs in NBA, in your lifetime, NBA history. Non-injury, so you can't pick injuries. Uh, so my number one, my number one is going to be, and I already put that out there, my number one is what if OKC beats the Warriors in 2016? Oof. We're talking about that because KD going to the Warriors shifted the landscape of the NBA. It changed the NBA forever, in my opinion. More so than LeBron going to Miami because that team had to be built, right? It was Chris Paul. I mean, not Chris Paul. It was uh, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and LeBron, and then they built around it. That Warriors team was already put together. If OKC wins and goes to the champ, I'm not even saying they got to win the title. But to me, I think they played Cleveland that year, right? LeBron played Cleveland that yeah. year. That's the that's the year Kyrie and, and LeBron went crazy for three games to win the title. But if they go to the finals, I don't see KD leaving OKC. I think he stays if he beats the Warriors. A seventy three and nine Warriors, he stays. I don't. I don't think. I think KD is a prime. KD is you're you're KD at work and you're working with somebody. Who's really good at what they do, but you cannot stand them. He had that look on his face. It's just like, bro, like he could not. I don't feel like he could really stand Russ. Shout out to Chris Paul. I don't feel like he could really stand Russ. So I don't. I mean, I I think it's good. Maybe he doesn't go to Golden State, but I don't think they're not winning the championship that year. I don't think you know. I, I think it, the result of not going to Golden State happens. I don't know if again if it's if it's life shattering. Okay. All right. Hey, Ward, what you got for your first uh, one? I liked what one of the people, uh, one of the persons that responded said, um, I like the what if Melo ended up a piston um, rather than, was it Darko? Darko. And yep. It was 2003, right? Man, they missed so many names in that drive. And <laughs> D-Wade. But Chris they were just Bosch. coming off. I mean, they still had, I mean, they were just coming off there. Was wasn't a dynasty, but it was. A, uh, they were a year away from the championship because Darko. Year. They won the championship that year. Because Darko was on the bench when they beat the Lakers. Okay. And then they won it one more, right? Didn't no, they, get... they went back to another finals oh, okay. the next year, but they lost to the Spurs and won the most boring NBA finals oh, ever. I did not watch the finals. I did not either. And I'm a I'm a diehard NBA fan, and I do not know. I know the, that the the Spurs won in seven. 
That's all I know. I don't know anything else that happened. Like games were ending like 89, 83. Mm. Brutal. Um <clears throat> yeah, I, I thought that was a, a really interesting one. Um and then what if Chris Paul trade didn't get blocked and he was a Laker? That was one on my list. That was on my list. I think that would have definitely had a huge um impact. I mean, yeah, because you're talking about prime Kobe. Well, coming off his prime Kobe, Gasol's still there, CP3, crazy. That's about, about all you need at that point. Crazy. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna throw in an honorable mention. And I, I wanted to include this one, but I didn't because I didn't want pe- people to think I was cheating. But honorable mention, real quick, and I'll throw another one in there after that, is what if Tom Thibodeau does not play Derrick Rose to close game one? Of the 2012 NBA playoffs, like I said, it I, I just, a one thing to say. It is. That's why I said it's an honorable mention because I knew people. If I try to throw it out there, that's an injury. No, it's not. It's it's the decision to play him. He gets hurt as a result of that decision. But again, <laughs> you tried to phrase it in the right. He literally just tried no. to freaking go around. Why could you just say, "What if he doesn't but get the hurt"? The crazy thing is, is he set the rules to the question. <laughs> no, but that's why I said. Like had to escape his own rules. <laughs> I said honorable mention. That's why I said it's an honorable mention. So it's a dishonorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So hey, let me ask you this: What was the? Um, and I wasn't familiar with this. The one person that responded said, "What if Kevin Love and Clay Thompson trade happened in 2014?" So the rumor was was that uh, that they were targeting. Is that when LeBron went back to Cleveland? 2014. So. Oh, man. I'm trying to think. I think it's either the year before. It might have been the year before. So there was a rumor that the Celtics were trying. Not Celtics. Of course, the Celtics. They wouldn't have pulled the trigger either. Um, <laughs> that the Warriors were looking to trade Clay Thompson for Kevin Love, but Jerry West adamantly said, do not do it. Like, there were serious discussions, and that, that trade was close to happening. But Jerry West came in and shut it down. So um, you're talking about, again, you're altering the history of the league if you get Kevin Love and not – and not Clay. That is the yeah. That's the year he got traded to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So that was the talk that was out there that that trade was going to happen. Um, so you know, it, it's really close. Like that's a really crazy one for me. Um, dang it! Now I lost my train of thought. Oh, so one of the listeners or one of the uh, people responded, but this was also on my list. What if Tim Duncan goes to Orlando? Oh yeah, I remember that. What if Tim Duncan? He was somebody also said, "What if Dwight Howard had half of a brain?" Oh. <laughs> Disrespectful, man. Disrespectful. But but no, I mean, again, we're talking about at that time. I believe Grant Hill was there, although he was injured. But T Mac was there for sure. So now you're talking about putting T Mac and Duncan together in the East. Uh, I think LeBron James. This is like 2004 ish, 2003, 2004. So no LeBron James to deal with. Um, you got the Nets at that point kind of coming off of back-to-back finals appearances. They lost to the Lakers once, and then they lost to the Spurs, I believe, the next year. The Pistons are there. Uh, so, you know, that's one to me that if that happens, we're talking about alter. Again, we're talking about franchise and history-shaping moments because the Spurs dynasty never really gets off the ground if he leaves and goes to Orlando. And maybe T-Mac never leaves Orlando himself. So who knows? I'm going to throw another one there. So this is my third one. Dang it. I keep. Oh, what if the Malice in the Palace never happens? Oh, yeah. I saw that a couple times. Um, the Pacers were probably going to be the best team in the East before that happens. Uh, the Our perception of Ron Ortiz is completely different. 
if that doesn't happen. But is Ron Artest any different? No. (laughs) (laughs) He still elbows James Harden in the face. (laughs) Oof, he hit him hard, too. And then try to play it off like, dang, how'd your face get right there? As if he didn't look back first, went bow, and then kind of looked like, dang, what happened? Um, But I think their perception... So there's a documentary about Ron Artest that's, I think, appeared on Showtime, and apparently him and Jermaine O'Neal, like, hated each other. Um, Hmm. And they just now patched things up not, not too long ago. But I think if that happens, you have Reggie Miller at the end of his career. You got prime Jermaine O'Neal, prime Ron Ortiz. They probably win the championship. Um, because I think we were in that void where the Lakers had just broken up, too. So, uh, you got another one? Ah, uh, no. No, no, no. I think I'm All good. Right. Trying to think. Uh, two more, two more. What if Vince Carter never leaves Toronto? And him and T-Mac get the Air Canada Center jumping. Like, I think that's one for me that's, like, pretty... I don't think it's as, as landscape shifting as the other ones, but to me, that was one that I always found to be interesting. I can't believe y'all hated on my Derrick Rose one then, by the way. Um, I said honorable mention. I think one more, one more, one more, one more. See, this is what happens when I leave all my notes. Let's see. Um, We did CP3. I might be stuck at four. I might throw my Derrick Rosen in there as an anomaly. As my, as my, my it's very my clear what happens if LeBron doesn't leave Cleveland. Now, they the, never won a championship. Did the Thunder Does he ever win a championship? Ibaka no. over Harden. The Thunder basically chose Ibaka over Harden. Yes. So I've seen that. Yes. I, yeah. So. I mean, essentially, I've seen that a couple of ways. I've seen it as they, they prioritize Russ over Harden. I've also seen it as they chose Ibaka over Harden. I think it's very clear. They, they, I mean, I guess that could be my fifth one then. Like, what if they never traded him? What if they never traded him? Because, again, they had just come off a of finals appearance. Although there's some, you know, in light of this whole CP3 Harden situation, like, people give Russell Westbrook a hard time as being a, a guy who's hard to play with and be a teammate with. But now I got to wonder about, about Harden. When you piss CP3 off... Is CP3 hard to piss off? Uh, hard to piss off? No. He don't like anybody. He does, exactly. What if uh, but Port- I- what if Portland drafted KD over Odin? I mean, that's a... Man, him and Brandon Roy. They would have had somebody replace Brandon Roy. <laughs> what if Adam Morrison didn't have diabetes? Oh, my God. Adam Morrison was never going to be a thing. Like, <laughs> please stop. What if Royce White wasn't scared of planes? You know what? I think... <laughs> I think Royce White, he wasn't as good defensively as Draymond. Oh, oh that was my fifth one. Okay, hold on. I'm going to come back to it. Um, he was not going to be as good defensively as Draymond, but offensively, like, yeah. he had the goods. He had the goods, but his anxiety, man, he just couldn't get over it. My fifth one was, what if the uh, what if the Timberwolves actually draft Steph and not Johnny Flynn? I like Johnny Flynn. I did. Too. I, I like Johnny Flynn too. In college, yeah, he was nice. Yeah, so I mean, what if they draft? If they draft him, and you got K Love and Steph, are the are are the Minnesota is Minnesota talking about a dynasty here? Yeah, not with just them two. I mean, they would have had to have brought a Draymond on to somebody. By the way, all right. So that's my five. Y'all can continue to hit us up at Brains and Bars on Facebook and Twitter. Man, B is playing some crazy game where this dog is. Going berserk. What the heck? I don't want to know what B is playing right now. Anyway, um, but hit us up at Brains and Bars. Let us know what you think. Give us your top five what ifs in NBA history. 
uh, of your lifetime, non-injuries. And yes, you can use Derrick Rose. What if Tom Thibodeau does not play Derrick Rose in the final minute of that series? <laughs> I'm traumatized as a Bulls fan. I, he destroyed his career. He destroyed a career. Um, oh, one more honorable mention. What if the Bulls actually traded for Kyrie? Because apparently Kyrie and Jimmy Butler are boys. And if you remember the story, he wanted to go to Chicago first. That was his first request. What if Derrick Rose hits the free throws? Bill Self still the coach of KU? Ooh, that is a great. That's ooh. If he doesn't have that one chip, that one chip. <laughs> yikes! That's a great question. Uh, but hit us up at Brains and Bars with everything we discuss. Let us know your thoughts. Give us feedback. Rate and review us on iTunes, please. We greatly appreciate it. Um, you're going to be out of town this weekend. Indeed. You're going to Gates of the Garden in Atlanta. Yes, sir. I wish I could go. I'm sad I can't go because I really want to be at this event. Um, but shout out to you. You're going to that. Um, I'm going happy to. Happy birthday to the homie Cotton. Happy yes. birthday to the homie Appreciate Cotton, you. man. Oh. Many, many, many blessings. Many more years. Shout out to uh, the humble one for hosting us once again. Um, you can go to Puss and Boots Gaming. I'm pretty sure this game, this terrifying game he's playing right now, will be on his page soon enough. Um, you can check out all of his content there. It is very humorous. Um, the faces he makes are hilarious. Um, along with, uh, he has merch out there also. Um, you can be where we can go to get the merch. Teespring. I mean, <clears throat> it's probably www.teespring.com backslash stores backslash what? There we go. P-U-5-5-N-B-O-O-T-5 Gaming. And you can get your Lay It Down t-shirt there. Shout out. Go out to uh, IamAward.com. Get yep. all the merch there. I need to get my Roboto Game Crazy shirt. Yes, I'm slacking. Um, go to SoundCloud.com backslash Brains and Bars for all of the podcast episodes of It's a Black and White Thing. You can also search hashtag Brains and Bars on Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, excuse me. You can find every episode there as well. Re- please remember, rate, review us on iTunes. Until then, you will listen to It's a Black and White Thing. We'll holler at y'all next week. Y'all be easy. Peace.